Hi, I'm Mrs. W, and I'm a teacher. And I'm Mrs. B, and I'm a teacher. Teaching really is an art, but with our actual degrees and experience in teaching, we have a BS in education. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. What happens in the classroom doesn't stay. It gets told right here, right now, today. It's a BS in education. Welcome to episode 44 of BS in Education. This is our last day of school episode. Yeah, it is. Boy, oh boy. This is dropping on Memorial Day, mm-hmm. which means that you may already be on summer vacay. Uh, I'm not yet, but I will be as of Friday. So Heck yeah. And if you were somebody up. up in the north with me, you just have a couple more weeks. You can do You're it. The seniors there. are gone. Exactly. You're almost there. This is where the real quality instruction happens, where the Mm -hmm. real can really just dig in to uh, disciplinary issues and (laughs) how can you work in movies as a valid educational plot point. We did watch the BFG yesterday because it was field day, but they had to change everything because A, we were really worried about it being shut down because of thunderstorms all afternoon, Mm -hmm. and B, they couldn't have everybody outside at the same time because COVID. So they had staggered the schedule. So the kids only got like an hour and 15 minutes, like going from station to station. Uh-huh. They had a great time. But then the rest of the day, we were supposed to teach stuff. Ha ha ha. So <laughs> I've been, whenever we have lunch duty in our classroom. So we spent, we have two weeks of cafeteria lunch and then two weeks eating in our classroom so that the other fourth grade can switch out. So that we're not all in there at the same time. So when they're in my room, I read the BFG to them, mm-hmm. and which we're stands up. for big fucking gun. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they all thought because they all play COD or whatever it is, and uh, they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "For the big friendly giant, what did you think it meant, Kevin? <laughs> Why were you shocked by that? What did you think?" And they just stare at you. Um, but I read it to them. We got about three quarters of the way through for, spoiler alert, the part where they're having dinner in the... Have you read that book before? I have not. Oh, I my God. The, uh, when the movie came out a couple years ago, all I could think was Big Fucking Giant. Did yes. That, does it stand for Big Fucking Giant? <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> it's really... Uh, I did not enjoy the movie as much as mm-hmm. I enjoy the book. But the kids like the movie, so whatever. Whatever. So anyway, we watched that. We were only going to watch it during... Um, our indoor recess, which of course we had to have indoor recess because they were using the whole field for field day. So I was like, son of a bitch. And then after that, I talked to my partner teacher and I was like, "Uh, do you have any pressing math or science issues today? Or do you just want to continue this literature lesson of comparing and contrasting a movie to a novel? (laughs) She's like, I think that would be fine. So we stretched that out. Oh, nice. I Mm -hmm. love it. That's how you Uh, do it. It's a compare and contrast lesson. Our our field day at the last elementary school I taught at, we didn't have air conditioning at the school. And like Mm -mm. halfway through the day, like kids just came inside and would like lay on the cold floor and have the fans on them because it was so hot. (laughs) They're like running out. There's no shade. There are no trees in this field. It is a field field. nothing and it was probably like 90 degrees and oh it was yeah there was there was no relief it was pretty miserable that was gonna die that was one nice thing is like it was humid as balls and we were all coated in moisture by the time we came inside because it was probably mid 80s but it felt much balmier than that but when we came in you're hit with that 68 degree air conditioning that we all have down in the south because we can't just have it like 
a cool temperature. It's got to be like real cold. Yes. So anytime that we're not in 68 degrees, we're sweating mercilessly. Yes. So we came inside and then they're all like, oh, so cold. It was like, enjoy it. It feels so good. It's a great time. All right. Um, you froze so, again. No, I did not. You froze. I'll probably have to cut this part out. Damn it. I can hear you Am singing. I frozen to you. I can hear you. You froze on my end. What the hell? Gonna Should we just wait it out? Oh, no, I can't hear you. I wonder Lucky if I'm making fuck. as goofy a frozen face as you are. <laughs> okay, I think I had just finished talking about um, watching the BFG as part of the curriculum. And you, were t you talked about uh, field day, laying on the floor. Yeah, so the last okay. thing I heard you say was just talking about how you like you you walk inside and hit that cold, cold sixty-eight degree air. You know, we haven't even talked about our BS this week yet. I so know, far, so... my BS is quickly becoming Zoom can suck a big fat uh, dick. I would what agree. is happening? <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> stupid. Zoom is just Zoom knows they have so much power that they don't even mm -hmm. have to try to produce a quality product anymore. Well, and the thing is, we're not even using Zoom for the audio. We're just using it so we can see each other's beautiful faces. So maybe we'll use something else so next we'll, time. Zoom. Yeah, Zoom, you butthole. Jeez Louise. Total butthole. All right, let's let's go ahead and skip skip to, to what BS we experienced this week. What'd you experience this week? Um, I have two, it looks like you have two things and I, I have, have two, two things. things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my first one, summer's here and none of my clothes fit for summer because COVID-19 and I'm not even going to That was to my BS and I changed it. <laughs> was it really? Yes. Okay. Well, I saw yours and I was like, God, we both got to talk about this. Um, so I have to buy like new shorts and stuff to fit into for the beginning part of summer until I do what I do every summer, which is drop about 15 to 20 pounds so I can fit mm -hmm. back into my other clothes before the school year starts. And then the painful cycle starts again. But now, this year, all the shorts are fucking high-waisted. I am a short-waisted person. So when I put on high-waisted shorts, I look like Urkel. Like it yeah, comes you'd, right up under my you, boobs. You don't want a butt that goes on forever. I don't ever. want the tallest <laughs> butt ever, and I don't want it to. And then it rides up the front part of yes, your body. Yes. And nobody wants to see that. So, like, what am I supposed to do, man? I bought some stuff on eBay. <laughs> that's what I did. You did. I oh, got that's found. Smart. I found some of my shorts. So I haven't tried. So like, I'm I'm leaving for Miami in a in a couple of days. And in the last like ten days, I've been really watching what I'm eating and like taking care of myself. So I'm gonna try on my shorts this afternoon. <laughs> So I best. gave myself like a 10 day warning of like, okay, you're okay. gonna be real sad if none of this fits. So but I also um, one of the pairs of shorts that I know that does fit that I got from Stitch Fix a few years ago, I found a pair in a different color on eBay. So I ordered nice. those and they'll be arriving today. So I at least That's have two choice. pairs of shorts. <laughs> that and then shorts, wear. it's not like a shirt, yeah. like you can yeah. rewear those. Yeah, Man. so I, um, I feel you. I haven't tried to buy any high-waisted stuff but you know what really sucks okay for the for those of us that have big old butts the high-waisted stuff so like your natural waist your true waist is much thinner than your hips mm -hmm. so um 
So when you have pants that are actually cinching around your waist, up around your belly button, that means the hole that your butt has to get through is much smaller now. So small. So I can remember in the 90s just like struggling to get them, but just over my ass. Mm-hmm. And then when they zipped up, they were fine, but I couldn't yeah. like stuff my get butt on. into these pants. So like, what would be the? I guess side zip pants would be yeah. the only. I do have a couple pairs of side zip pants. Where you can sidestep into them. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but this high waisted thing is for the birds. <laughs> it looks real bad if you're the not a cute jeans. little skinny. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm also not for the super low rise. Can we just have just like just yeah moderate, just a moderate regular rise with also I don't want any of my lower anatomy sticking out of the bottom of them so just like something in the middle we're gonna have a new line of jeans called moderate jeans moderate jeans for the classy lady but like if they could take the high waist it's the same amount of fabric as the high waist Mm -hmm. shorts just like lower it down three inches and then you have a moderate lady short take that three inches of waist and add it to the bottom of my shorts (laughs) cut that off and add it Oh, it's so much to ask for, for, for a fashion to be like flattering to non, um, teenagers. Like when does that come in style? Damn it. Teenagers. Even All right. So a since, teenager. since we both have two, how about I do one of mine and then we'll come back, uh, to your, okay. your other, your other BS. So, oh my God, this porch that is still not built and now the weather is nice. So the the landlady lady texted me and the third floor and the second floor neighbor on Monday and was like, hey, uh, an electrician has to get in on Friday because according to the new code, there now has to be a light on the balcony because we don't have any. I have to run an extension cord from my backyard if you want to have any light wow. or anything in the evening. It's very classy. It sounds um, like it. So she was like, you know, make sure you have, if you're not going to be home, unlock the back door and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I was like, hey, any idea when this project is going to be done? So third floor is like, yes, I would also like to know when this is done. So she took like a full 24 hours before she answered. And then since this long message saying like, you know, we should just feel lucky that we have anyone at all. And I just ask you to be patient. And then I lost my Bitch, mind. Bitch, I done been patient. It's been since October. October. What the? October. It's not like o- a full rebuild. It's just like a fucking porch. Oh, I mean, it is three of them because it's a balcony, but they go out like four feet. It's not like a massive thing. It goes out well, four Also, she feet. hired like a real contractor instead of this dude who's just like doing it when he has a chance. Yeah. When he has that, because I know that's what it is. I know she just got the cheapest person in the world. So yeah. now, now the other neighbor, so all four across the street neighbors, the one on the very end, no, they did not totally rebuild their porch, but they did have someone completely repaint their entire house and this is like a huge three-story house in 48 hours wow so i'm just like ah she's just being cheap i know stuff's expensive right now but take something off my rent then get it together lady yeah seriously so finally like the later like a a so so like the next day i was like so you didn't answer the question when is it going to be done? When is this going to happen? <laughs> and she said, "By it should be done by the first week of June. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Get on top of it, ma'am. Well, by the mm-hmm. time I get there, you better have a damn porch. I know. I think we're you not going to have, Maybe. I'm not going to have anywhere to lock my children outside when they're being jerks <laughs> if we don't have a porch. So that will be a problem. So for further BS, I just decided I want to move. 
the story that I wrote oh. down somewhere else. All right. Um, okay. have I told all the crawfish details on the podcast? Not, you have not told any crawfish details oh. on the podcast. Okay, guys, let's go on a journey. So a cup about a month ago, we had a crawfish boil at my home and both of my children, much like the president on Thanksgiving, when he spares the life of a turkey, both of my children <laughs> got to choose a crawfish to save. Well, little girl's crawfish died within 24 hours, of course, but boyfriend put his in his little fish tank. Yeah. And it's a five-gallon fish tank with these little tiny zebra fish and a, ple- a pleco fish. So within the next day, the crawfish had eaten one of the zebra fish <laughs> and also I the pleco fish. That. I didn't oh, know girl. that. Oh, girl. He ate two of the fish within one day. And then the other two zebra fish were just swimming at the very top of the tank. And then crawfish was like climbing up the little coral thing. And he would just be really still. And then when they would swim by, he would try to like grab them with his little pincers. But well, what um, was what was he feeding the crawfish? Did you have any kind of Yeah, well, we just no, he just put like fish food and stuff in there. But I told him before he put it in there, I was like, "Brother, you basically have little minnows and like that's what crawfish eat. So don't be surprised if you lose your fish." He's like, "No, it'll be fine." <laughs> no. Or my husband's like, "No, it'll be fine." Bleep that out. Oh, well. <laughs> um so the next day, he goes to his fish tank and one of his zebra fish is completely missing. Like can't find it anywhere. No, no, no. That's not what happened. What, okay, one of the fish had been eaten again. So he's down to one zebra fish. So the, that's all that's left in the tank. So he takes the lid off the tank to like move a jet or something. The fish jumps out of the tank like he's going to end it. He's seen all of his friends being eaten. What? He's just done with life. He jumps out of the damn tank. And then he and my husband cannot find this little fish anywhere. Like they move his shelves all around. They're like, looking under everything he's got these little ikea open boxes and they're like throwing everything they cannot find this fish oh my gosh so like 10 minutes later my husband's already back downstairs and my son's like i found him i found the fish so he picks him up and obviously the fish is like dead in his hands so he's coming down the stairs the fish comes back to life and starts flopping around in his hands so he's like never mind he's alive so he throws him back at the fish tank and he's just swimming around along the top oh good so then they decide okay well Clearly, this guy is going to eat all the fish, so we should get him some more food. So they go to the creek that's nearby. They get a bunch of tadpoles and little minnow fish. They look like guppies, but they're clear. They're like white. Yeah. So they get a bucket full of these things. They throw like 15 of these little uh, guppy fish in the tank with the zebra fish. The guppies start eating the zebra fish's tail off. So this poor zebra fish is just like... Oh, no! living the worst possible life like he's trying to hide from everybody it's terrible also when they dumped when they dumped these it's awful when they dumped the minnows into the tank one of the minnows immediately gave birth like it scared the babies out of her so like 30 seconds later i'm like oh my god there are many tiny little (laughs) baby fish and they're like oh one of them gave birth i'm like what is going on so crawfish man gets so excited that there's a, an anatomical part of a crawfish I didn't know existed. So normally they're just like sitting there and they're kind of still. They've got their little claws. Well, around their mouth, there's all these like little tiny little. Yeah, like furry. Ph- phalanges. Like, like, or, yes. like catfish things. I don't yes. know. So as soon as we dumped the fish in there, all of his little mouth things start going. <laughs> it was so disgusting. <laughs> So we actually got to witness him catching one of the fish and eating it. And then they all got wise. And so over the next couple of days, he's been trying to get those. We dumped some tadpoles in there and the minnows and the crawfish are eating the tadpoles. So it was all very fun and exciting. So the other morning, my son wakes up 
and this, this is, we've had him for probably two or three weeks by this point. My son wakes up and he goes, mom, dad, the crawfish is not in my tank. And we're like, what? We go up there. Sure enough, he is not in the tank. He is not. And like, we tear the room apart again. He's not anywhere in the room. We're like, how in the hell did this crawfish get out of the tank? We cannot find him anywhere. <laughs> so we look up like, how long can a crawfish survive without water? And it's, you know, it's a pretty good amount of time, but mm -hmm. still it's not good for him. And, and my husband's like, well, I'll look for him during the day, buddy. Cause we had to go to school. So the whole way to school, he's like, I wonder if he's here. I wonder if he's there. I was like, I don't know, man. Like we might have to let, we might have to let the crawfish go. So I get a text around lunchtime. But is the zebrafish still alive? Is there the one The zebrafish left? is still there with his little okay. stump tail. So he poor just has baby. to wiggle his poor little body. I'm like, I'm like, buddy, you should just flush him. It's time to let him go. <laughs> he hates his life. He tried to try to kill himself. Um, so I get a text from my husband around lunchtime. And he's like, guess who I just found in my office? Yeah, I saw that he post. He a picture yeah. of the crawfish on his office floor. So to explain my house to you. It's like one and a half stories. So there's the stairs that go up and then there's like a balcony that goes all the way across. And so there's the bedrooms over there. And then you have to come down the stairs, go around a corner and like walk all the way to the front of my house to get to the office. So it's a journey. It's quite a journey. Like I kind of wish I had a GoPro cam on this little crawfish. Yeah. So we're like, how in the hell did he get down there? Because he must have fallen down that 12 foot drop. Like there's no way he just like right. fell down the stairs and then turned the corner and went like, he must've just like walked off the balcony and then smacked onto the hardwood floor. And then, um, my husband was like, well, he was kind of slimy. So I wonder if three legged dog picked him up in his mouth and then <laughs> carried him into the office and then was like, Oh, never mind, <laughs> Just spit him out. So he's like, I put him back in the tank, but he didn't look so good. So we come home from school and the crawfish is in the tank, very clearly deceased. And all the other minnows are just like swimming all around. And my son's like, let's just leave him in there for like overnight and see if he comes back like the zebra fish did. And I was like, okay, buddy, oh, I don't think it's going to go well. So yeah, we, we buried the crawfish earlier this week. It was very dramatic. It was really That's nuts. I know. But I was like, before we found that guy, I was like, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep with a friggin' crustacean just like wandering <laughs> just around my home it could be and you anywhere. know it could climb up your bed you, you know, know it could, it like could. This. yes oh my yeah. goodness that is amazing Long story but i think it's worth it yeah we still <laughs> haven't gotten to what our actual topic is today no and you have more bs to talk about i don't do you? <laughs> let's so go let's do this it this one's not so much a, a bs this is a segment i'm gonna call i'm a witch Ooh, i like so it so already. so the first townhouse that we really seriously wanted and put an offer in on uh, a couple months ago was part of um there were four townhouses the first three all sold for asking oh is it this one that was on the end yes okay. yes the one that i and really gonna have to really be really like the... wanted yeah um yeah it'd have to be ahead of the homeowners association but it's just four condos it's you not like a, a big a big thing so it just was weird. The whole the whole experience was weird. My real estate agent was like, I don't know what's going on. This is really bizarre because they kept like trying to get us to offer more money. But there's like certain laws about not being able to say what other people are offering. So yeah. basically somebody else offered, um, I don't know, like 30,000 more than we did. And we were like, and they were like, you know, if you beat theirs, we'll, you know, you you can get the place. And it was like, also, I don't this one's already, 
This one's already 15 grand more than the one next door to it that you sold three weeks ago. Yeah. So, so we offered like, I don't know, like 10 more or 15 more than our original, but we were like, we have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, we just have to. So they were not able to get a loan for that amount oh. because it didn't appraise for it oh. and they didn't have a big enough down payment. Interesting. So they came back to us and were like, hey, you want to honor your original offer? And we were like, like, nope. I want to know what it appraised for. Because Exactly. <laughs> so my husband did some investigative work and was able to get whatever paperwork. And he was like, we'll give you what it appraised for. And that's <gasps> it. So, yeah. so uh, they turned it down. It went back on the market again. It went under contract and then it fell through again. <laughs> because you can't get a loan for something for more than it's worth? That's right. What? Or because I'm a witch and I put a curse on it. <laughs> did you did you bury some of your hair in the backyard or something? I should have. You did. Damn. Yeah, so that's called I actually wrote on the Google Doc, I'm a petty witch. Because it's just like yes. Yeah, that's right. Suck. You should it. call them back up and be like, how about now? Yeah. <laughs> That offer That's looking good now. to you now, buddy. Yeah. yeah. So all they're gonna be the only way they're gonna be able to sell it for that amount is if they have a cash buyer or a a lot of or somebody that's putting down a, a large enough down payment that it won't make the difference. But now so. there's a paper trail saying that it's not worth that amount. Exactly. Of money, so. So if Daddy Warbucks shows up and wants to get a condo that's way less than what he could actually afford, because <laughs> Daddy Warbucks would not want to live there, then whatever mm-hmm. jerks, I'm pissed at the that's housing right. market for you. I I am too. Um, should we jump into today's topic? I feel like yeah. this is very, this whole episode though so far has been very much like the last weeks of school where you just kill so much time. <laughs> shit. Just, just a little lanyap, a little yeah, this, a little, little that. Yeah. So uh, this week we're just going to talk about summer camps mm-hmm. and summer school and all of our experiences in those places. And I'm just, I just want to start off by saying I'm so glad I'm at a place in my life where I don't have to teach a summer camp yes! or a summer school. Oh, Isn't that right? It I feels was, so good. I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's like a, who's a, a music teacher who gives a lot of private lessons and will sometimes do camps. And he was like, I haven't decided if I'm doing anything this summer. And I was like, I have. I'm not. I will not. You know what? I don't need that $700. Right? I'm just going to take I'm the good. summer off. I'm good. <laughs> So what was the, um, did you go to camp when you were a kid? I never went to sleepaway camp, which I always wanted to. Me neither. I always wanted to also. Salute, salute your shorts. But it seemed like those kids lived there for the entire summer. Like they never went home. And I couldn't imagine that. But apparently that's like a common thing with some parts of the country or something. I I don't know. know. But, um, I don't know. I guess we're mama's boys and girls down here or something. But I never went to a sleepaway camp. I did go to various day camps for mm-hmm. things that I thought I would be interested in, but it turns out that every single time I would remember immediately, oh my God, I'm an introvert. I hate all of this. I hate every single second of this. <laughs> and it would be the worst for a couple of weeks. And then I would beg my mom to pull me out of the other camps and I would go anyway. And I would have to usually put on a performance at the end or something, wearing a yeah. pool skirt or some other horrifying thing. And it was terrible. So that's my main, that's my main memory of summer camps. I don't think I ever went to a single summer camp. What did you do during the summers? Well, my mom uh, babysat kids, so I had a bunch so of fucking kids of at my house. Yeah, oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Well, what we would do, what once I got older, uh, my older sister and I would just like, we're like, we're gonna make a movie. We're gonna make Jurassic Park using yeah. these. 
four and five year olds that are in the playroom at my mom's house or or like for Christmas break one year we did the nutcracker. <laughs> we just like got all our oh, old dance amazing. costumes. And my cousin, um, we'll call her Penelope, my cousin Penelope, who was such a crybaby, we're doing like uh the sugar plum fairy dance or whatever, and she's just uh-huh. like Oh, just like crying great. against the wall and we just ignored it and kept doing the I whole show that. with her crying in the background that's that 80s early 90s summer camp experience when <laughs> yes. you don't have to be supervised all the time that's once you're right. like eight you can really probably right. just stay home by yourself and like not worry about anything yeah so i did there were a couple of performing arts camps that i did and then i remember one year i did um a tag camp, which was for talented and gifted kids at the local college oh, where you could like fun. pick the courses you wanted to do. So, and I did that right before I started high school. So I met a couple of kids that I was going to be going to high school with, but I, I took like an art class and a biology class and something else, something else nerdy. I don't remember. So that was pretty fun. I liked that one. But uh, I also remember like there was a time when I went to a camp at my school it was one of those camps where it's like, hey, parents, do you need some babysitting this summer? Yeah. Just send your kids here. We'll we'll entertain them with these high school kids for a while. So it was a bunch of high school kids and mm-hmm. just barely managed chaos all day long. And they like they had, you know, they were basically like, go in this field and here's a bunch of shit. And then when you get hot, come inside this gym and here's a bunch of more shit to do. <laughs> Don't kill each other. Don't let us hear you cussing. Just stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And I just, I remember hating that because I was such an introvert like I just didn't like being around all these idiot kids I just wanted to sit in the corner like a nerd and read a book mm-hmm. but they would like hassle me if I brought my books and was just like sitting in the corner they would be like why don't you get up and go play with so and I'm like I don't want to play See? with them I want to sit here and read and expand my imagination through the magic of literature Leave and that's me alone, my dream man let's yeah let, it just you want me to babysit a bunch of kids that are just gonna sit in a room and read hell yeah hell yes Ugh. all about that make book recommendations there's a great book called the Losers Club that I read this year, and it's about. Um, oh, you talked about it on the podcast. Did I, I about the Maybe. after school program? It's an oh, no, after you school didn't. program. Maybe I school. just have it on okay. my list. It's cute. You should read it. So, um, it's this after school program at a school, and the kids all have to decide what club they want to be a part of after school. Mm-hmm. So they have like athletic club or a kickball club and an art club and a Lego club and all this other stuff. And there's this one kid who's like, I just want to read. So they won't let him do it unless he starts a club. So he's like, fine, I'll start a club. And they're like, well, you have to have, he's like, what do you need to start a club? And they're like, at least one other person who wants to do it with you. And he's like, okay. But he doesn't want a whole bunch of people joining the club because he doesn't want people to be sitting around and talking. He just wants to like mm-hmm. literally sit there and read. So he tries to like get only one person to join and then everybody's calling them losers. But then all these other kids end up wanting to join. It's a great, it's a great book. I was like, oh, that's totally me. I was a losers club. Oh, yeah. I know I loved it but I think because I had um oh and then there was also the summer camp of uh your parents are at work all day and you just stay at home with your little brother and literally almost kill each other all day long and then call your mom like 19 times a day like I'm locked in the bathroom and he's outside with a baseball bat she's like god damn it I'm at work right now deal with it or, um, mom, we don't have any more popsicles. You need to get some pop. I'm at work. Do not call me about this shit. And just stuff like that all day long and locking each other out of the house mm-hmm. and like beating the shit out of each other until. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. We really... just wandered the neighborhood and got into trouble and like mm-hmm. 
would come home when we were hungry or thirsty. Don't you we miss could, like, that? Drink just out like of a hose, <laughs> yeah. roving, roving gangs of children, just completely unsupervised, yes. doing whatever the hell they so want. So I saw this. Um, so I, this I experienced this uh, last night. We had one of our performances. I'm going to talk about it later in the show. And uh, the director and music director and I went out to get ice cream um in the town where we are are filming this okay. so we we went to get ice cream and of course like uh, there are a couple kids there that are like oh are it, it, miss w because you know we've got our faces again it's like oh yeah how are you talk 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 i'm gonna go sit over here so i can say bad words um <laughs> and we were just sitting there like eating ice cream for you know and shooting the shit for a couple hours and there's there are there's just like gangs of teenage Wild children kids. and preteen kids just like riding their bikes and like wrestling Aww. and like chasing each other and it was very cute and so wholesome. nice and wholesome yeah and then you don't have to worry about human trafficking so much in that part yeah. of your world no, and we don't ha- we where don't i live it's just here. it's like a constant concern like anytime you see any vehicle remotely slow down around where you are you're like oh, you're gonna shit. steal my baby it's, here it is it's either me or my kids <laughs> one of us is getting in that van um so my son kind of has a roving boy gang and they they're always out Cute. doing whatever in the neighborhood and it's it's pretty cool but my then my daughter is super jealous and she's like i want to go with them and i'm like well you're just a cute little six-year-old girl so i can't let you do that and she's yeah, like i'll so kick sorry. their butts and i'm like no you really won't so i can't let you go <laughs> but boy wants to start so we have a, a wonderful lady who um comes to our house anytime that my husband is out of town and so mm-hmm. she'll come over and like let the dogs out halfway through the day so they don't shit all over the house and nice. you know pet them and love on them. And it's like 10 bucks every time she comes to visit, which to me is totally worth it. Yeah. Um so every time he's out of town, I call her and, you know, leave her a key and she comes and does her thing. And my son's like, "Do you pay her to do that?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I pay her to do that." He's like, "How much?" I was like, "Oh, it's just like 10 bucks a visit." He's like, "You pay her $10 just to let the dogs out?" And I'm like, Yes, she's a grown-up. She has she's to leave her house, yes. <laughs> come over here and let my dogs... Like, it's a service that she's providing. So, yes, I pay her for that. And he's like, I want to start my own business doing that. And I was like, this summer, you totally can. You can charge $5 per visit because you're a kid. Yeah. But you could offer that service as long as it's, like, within this block radius and you could ride your bike over there and do it. But then I started thinking, like, but what if it's a trap and some pervert with a weird... I was going to say what's going to end up happening is little brother's going to get paid $5 and you're going to get paid $0 to sit in your car and watch him go in. I know. So I was, and he doesn't have a cell phone because I'm just like, hell no. But now I'm like, damn it. Do I need to get him just like a $10 plan and a Mm -hmm. really shitty cell phone so he can just like have me on speaker every time he goes into a house so I can just like hear what's going on? I don't know. Yeah. But. Also, I don't think he's ambitious enough to actually pursue that. Like, I can totally see him being like, it's so hot. I don't want to go over there. It's raining today. How am I supposed to get over there? You want to drive me? And I'll be like, yeah, I will take the $5 and I will drive over there and let their dog out. Little punk. So so let's talk about uh, working at summer camps. What's uh, the... So we both worked for that day camp. I worked mm-hmm. there longer than you did because I ended up being a camp director. I worked there, I don't know, probably... Four or five summers. Once they turned that one into an all-girls camp, I was like, yeah, that's fine. I don't have to deal with wrestling and, like, bloody yeah. noses. All right, yeah. it's cool. We can sit We're down and make bracelets all day. Yeah. Exactly. Get out the loom. You're good. Yes. My first yes. experience working at a summer camp was when I was in high school, and we had to have service hours. And two of my best friends and I volunteered to do a vacation Bible school camp at our elementary mm-hmm. school. 
So we, you know, we were not the main staff, but we had so much fun because, um, there was, I think what really got us into it is we were supposed to be there to just like hand out markers and like right. walk a kid to the bathroom if they needed to go. Like they really didn't have any tasks for us to do, but they were teaching the kids these songs to perform for their parents on the last day. And so the three of us took it upon ourselves to like make up some badass choreography yes. that was 100% not included. And uh, we had way more fun than the kids did. Like, I just remember the kids just kind of staring at us and rolling their eyes. And we're like, no, do this with your arms. It'll be so good, I promise. And I'm and sure the, the teachers were like, absolutely, you can be in charge of these children. Yes, for the they were next like, okay, minutes. we're going to go sit over here and eat a sandwich mm-hmm. and drink mm-hmm. our Diet Coke. So we fully did that. And then the day of the performance, I remember us like, we were like, we need to be up front so they can like see our cues so they don't forget them. So we were like kneeling in the front of the audience, just like doing all the stuff. And half, maybe half of the kids were kind of doing it, but the three of us were living the dream. Yeah. And I was like, this is so much fun. I'm totally going to teach in camps when I'm older. And I thought that's what it would be like to teach in camps when you're older and actually in charge of stuff. But it turns out it's not like that. No, when you're a paid not. camp employee. <laughs> The, the the day camp where I ended up being the director, so I got a budget every week of how much I could spend, and I had to take the kids on two field trips, and man, it was a challenge, and sometimes we had no dollars, so this one time... Wait, you had to do two field trips a week? Mm-hmm. I think we did field trips on, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like, every camp okay. had a different field trip day. Okay. Um, oh, uh, I, re- I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. So it used to be that camp did did field trips five days a week that was the original draw Shit. do you remember how crazy parents would get and they'd like line up the night before to try to sign their camp their kids up oh yeah because they only did it at a few of, yeah. the, of the sites or whatever um so so i remember this one time we like didn't have a ton of money so i took them uh, we had, I made up like a scavenger hunt for the, the, the university where we visited mm-hmm. or where we both attended. Um, cause I think like the bus was maybe included or something. Yeah. So like you had a bus two days a week. So unless you were going super far away, hello munchkin, um, you're not supposed to be in here. Get out. Oh, she can't hear me. Huh? You she have headphones you. on. No. <laughs> She's just lurking behind me. Okay. So, um. So I decided to bring us to the university for like a scavenger hunt that I had written. That's so it's just fun. me and like 48 little girls, you know, going all around the campus. And I think we were going to visit the the ice cream store because you could get ice yes. cream for like $1. And then it starts a torrential downpour. You know of how course, sometimes that just happens? Summertime in that in that area yes. it always rains so it just ends up with like me my four counselors and 50 little girls just like screaming and running across the campus oh, and as awful as it was it was kind of just fun kind of like fun. i'm sure they ended up having like a, a really fun time and i did too it was ridiculous and we were soaking wet and thank god i didn't have a cell phone then because it would have been it would have drowned but, but it was a really it was That's a good time fun. yeah um, I remember being a little bit older than the other counselor, not much older, like maybe they were freshmen. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Get out of this room or you have to sit completely still and not talk or make any noises. You hear me? Let's see if this is the one time she actually sits still and silent and it doesn't result in her I getting don't know. thrown out of the room. My dad <laughs> told her if she could make it all the way in the car ride to the restaurant and not talk the whole car ride or during the meal and the whole way back that he would give her five bucks and she did it. 
and he actually ended up giving her ten dollars because he was so astonished that she I thought you were gonna it. say a hundred. I thought it was gonna be a crazy <laughs> amount of money. No, not him. <laughs> have you met him? I was I surprised have, but he gave I didn't her ten. Think she'd do it. <laughs> no, we didn't think so either. It was amazing. Oh, that's um, good to know. So yeah, I was a little. I think I was a senior, and they were freshmen or something. Mm-hmm. So they were still. They were basically high school plus age, and there was so much like love drama between all of them and I just remember being like get it in your pants and watch these kids please like I just remember having to be the bitch all the time and they really hated me but I was like we are liable for all of this so I had a counselor once that didn't come to didn't show up for work because she was in jail (laughs) oops did she use her one phone call to call in sick I don't even know how I found out. Oh, no. But it was like they would already have a staffed, like, like close to unsafe. They would get as many yes. kids as they could. Um, so I think it was like a 10 to 1 ratio or maybe 11 or 12 to 1 or something like that. So it would be me and three other adults and we had 50 kids. And then one of them would call in sick. So it was yes. like, what what do I do now? This is this is too many, I know, too many little kids. bodies in an unorganized. And they don't have substitute camp counselors. Like <clears throat> that's, that's just true. kind of you're just kind of screwed at that that's point. That's true. Ugh. Yeah, I remember doing that camp. I did um I did a couple of other church camps where I was like head bitch in charge, mm-hmm. and those were those were usually okay because it was just like one or two weeks, and I could like see the end. Mm-hmm. in sight but i think the hard thing about summer camp is the heart is the same as like those last days of school or those days of school yeah. right before a holiday where nobody's expecting to have any like none of the children expect to have any sort of control of, right like they just know that they get to run all over you um and t- that stresses me out so much because i just need some moments of can y'all just sit the fuck down and color a piece yeah. of paper for a minute and like shut up for a second but they can't and they don't want to um, so that would always really stress me out. And in the beginning, I used to over plan and be like, we're gonna do this activity and this activity and this activity. And then I figured out like games like flash nap and statues and yeah, museums yeah they love statues. And stuff like that. They love statues. Super fun. But that's when you just like figure out if you want peace and quiet, you're still going to be in charge of it. Like it's not going to be peace and quiet where I can just sit back and observe. It's going to be peace and quiet mm-hmm. where I'm Heavily orchestrating everything happening. Mm-hmm. My favorite camps is when I get to do like performing arts camps where we have a performance. Yeah. Where it's like I see these kids every day, all day for two weeks and we put on a full musical at yes. the end. Because it's so intense. Yes. And, at the be- and you have to cast it in like one day and mm-hmm. it's just, oh, those are those are my favorite. I haven't done any of those in a couple of years. But um, <laughs> sorry. No, For those of so you listening, cute. okay, I just hear book pages <laughs> flapping in the background. I'm like, be quiet. She looks at me I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> um, <sighs> I was going to tell you about performing arts camp. I can't remember. Well, see, the great thing is like, is if you are, if you're orchestrating everything, I have this, this like way of being able to tell, like being able to come up with tasks to keep everyone busy the full time. Yeah. So I have these things that are just like always, I am always going to need someone to sprinkle glitter on these signs. It's going to take us two weeks to finish. So if you're not doing X, Y, Z... Go sprinkle glitter. Go to the glitter. glitter station. Or read a book. I don't give a fuck. Just don't right? be loud. Um, right? <laughs> but you have like these different activities that you can point them to. And then the last couple days, you're just running through it when you get to like add the sound people and the mm-hmm. lights and stuff. And oh, it's so fun. I love I haven't done any of those in a while. My 
my friend who's the artistic director for the theater where I used to work from my hometown texted me the other day and was like, you want to come home for two weeks and run this camp with me? And I was like, I kind of do. Tell me the dates. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't hate it. Sounds kind of fun. I did um, an improv camp for kids between like nine and 13 or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I think there were about 12 kids in the group and it was pretty fun. Same kind of thing, but you're just, you know, teaching them games and then there's like a showcase at the end. Right. One of the kids was mother did not disclose that um, he uh, is autistic. So, Mm -hmm. and his was pretty, I don't know, he was very funny, but he also would get like violently mad at the other kids. Like if they stepped on one of his lines Lines or or if they didn't laugh at his joke, like he would stop and be like, he would lose his shit. So that was a very fun crash course in mm-hmm. managing behaviors. And the mom's like, oh, well, I didn't think it would be a big deal. And I'm like, it's we, like a heads up would have been great just to know like how to prepare for this friend because it's not the same. It's different, yeah. ma'am. Yeah. I, simil- I, had a, I had a similar student, but he was not funny. He was like, my mother is just making me take this so that I practice talking to people. And I felt Aww, so bad for him. Dude. And he learned all of his lines. But then he would be like, can I just sit in the corner and read my Minecraft book? And I was like, like yeah, yeah, you can. But when we run running. through it, you have to get up and do it. And it's like, and I still am like, I still can't decide if that was a good experience for him or a bad experience. It's, it yeah. just felt to me like the parents like, you're just doing this for you to prove that your kid can be in something like he's not enjoying this. No, he's not making any friends because he doesn't want to do it because it's yeah. a bunch of like jazz hands. Oh, kiddos. No. Yeah. He doesn't want to do that. Yeah. No, so think- I'm, so, yeah. So I'm on the fence, like whether those parents, which it's not my kid, you know, do what you want right. with your child, but whether that was like the right thing for them to force their child to be on a stage and stay, say lines to like, you know, as yeah. a challenge. Yeah. Or, like, if that would be a life-changing thing for him. Cause yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, not. he did learn all of his lines, and he said them at the right time and everything, but yeah. he did not and then he was like, seem to enjoy himself, right? Exit stage right. <laughs> Peace. Peace. <sighs> um, well, that being said, I'm just, like, I'm just so relieved that I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Summer camps are for the young. You don't have to to pay the bills. Yes. Summer camps are for the young, for sure. Here you go. I love you. No, y'all wish you could see her in her nightgown. I know. So pathetic. She's so so cute. <laughs> She's so hard. Get out of here. We're almost done. Let's hey, uh, let's take a break since we have not taken a break in okay. an hour. Okay, and we'll be back in a minute. Oh yeah. All right, we're back. Um, so let's do a little bit of screaming in the parking lot. Whoop whoop! Screaming in the parking lot. Hey. All right. My screaming in the parking lot. So my students, we've done three out of four days for filming. One school is totally done with their filming stuff. And the other school, we've done three out of four days. The first two days, we just did the musical stuff because it was outdoor. And now we're doing indoor recordings of the plays and or the scenes from from the plays. And so my students that I directed, half of them did their pieces last night. But it's like their only audience are the schoolmates that have already seen it like five Aww, times. Yeah. So, so get, like, I wish I could have captured. Yeah, I wish I could have captured the energy from the first night they're 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 
schoolmates saw it like and then there was laughter and stuff like that and they were like oh yeah this feels so good they're laughing at stuff that we forgot was funny so last night was just so anticlimactic and i'm sure i'm sure the kids felt fine maybe not maybe they also went to bed thinking like oh damn i wish fizzle yeah, it just it's bummer. just such a deflated balloon feeling. It's like ending on a Sunday matinee. Yes. Well, the Worst. only time Sunday matinees are good is if there's a cast party that night. Yeah. But normally the Sunday matinees, that's the like grandma church crowd. They're very quiet. They They're don't very hoot and quiet. Holler. They're yeah. smile. They're smilers and not like N- yes verbal expressors of their exactly. emotions. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. That does your, stink. Your daughter looks like a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> My daughter is a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> um, my BS is field day related. Oh, field day. Um, so it's funny because we have our, all the, the fourth grade classes are divided up into, into groups for their um, large group time, which is cool because they have it at the same time every day so that fourth grade can all plan together. Mm-hmm. But there's two of us, there's two groups of fourth graders who are decidedly like the, ding-dongs of the group like yeah real bad social skills just like total goobers and it's my group and then this there's this one other teacher and her group has Mm -hmm. all the other special friends so these two groups of special friends have their large group together every day which really sucks for the ancillary teachers yeah so the the pe coaches you know they organize this whole field day thing and we're moving from station to station and station and every time we go somewhere else we even let the kids pick their own teams like it's just my class and my partner teacher's class there's like 20 kids Mm -hmm. and we let them pick like who are your five people gonna be and if you have to go into fours like we'll just move one person from each group and we'll have a team of four they fought at every single station like who was going to go first or who, you know, who did a better job at this or they cheated or this is stupid that I got at just stuff like that. And so like the third station, I was like, everybody get over here. I was like, this is field day. This is a fun day for all of us. We are not fighting and being nasty and having bad attitudes. It is field day. If you cannot enjoy yourself, you can go sit over there. (laughs) And my partner teacher's like, Way to get them really excited for field day. I was like, I'm just sick of it. I can't wait to be a jerk on field day. So then like three stations later, they're playing this game where they they have a bunch of colored hula hoops. And it's kind of like Twister, except they're standing up. And the person is the in charge they... is like, no, okay. no, they don't have to touch each other. But it's like, um, she'll blow the whistle and say, uh, two people blue. And then they all have to jump into a blue hula hoop. But there can only be two people standing in each blue right. hula hoop. And if you don't make it, you're out. So one kid gets called out and she's super competitive and she starts like kicking all the other hula hoops. And I was like, you're done. I was like, you're done. You're sitting out the whole next station. She's like, that's not fair. And I was like, it is a game. You didn't get into a blue hula hoop. Cool your pants. So then she's like (laughs) muttering about what a bitch I am under her breath. And then, so at the point where there's like- Your daughter's face just went from like, (laughs) and when you said bitch, she was like, she looked like she wanted to fight that third grader. (laughs) It's pretty good. Um, were you mad because mommy said a bad word? That one? No? Pleading the fifth? I like it. Um, so then these two boys, uh, oh God, both of them are just special cases. Like one of them, he's just super immature and extremely ADHD. And mm-hmm. parents are like, I know, he's just a cute little boy. And I'm like, well, he doesn't have any friends because he hits them all the time. Um, so he, he got out. And then this other kid who 
taunts every like he's just a he's really mean like he calls girls fat and ugly all the time to their face in the middle of class and he's like you're a stupid idiot i'm gonna punch you in the face like he's just he's real bad so <laughs> no also you're not allowed to talk please bleep all that out damn it um anyway so that kid He's also out and he starts taunting the one who's a little firecracker. So this kid, when like a couple of weeks ago, we were standing in the lunch line and he popped another kid in the face. Like he kind of, he holds his hand up like you would slap someone in the, like you would give them a high five to their face. Mm -hmm. But he just kind of curls the top parts of his fingers down like this. So it looks like a little claw. Mm -hmm. And then he pops him in the face like that. So it's not a punch. It's not a slap. It's just like this weird like bop to the face. And it doesn't like do any damage, but it's weird. So when that had happened, I was like, what happened leading up to this? And he goes, well, he said something I didn't like. And I was like, and so what did you say? He goes, I didn't say anything. I just hit him. And I'm like, okay, so we're missing that middle step, like just this basic social skill. So we've been working on this skill of please don't hit people in the face immediately when they say something that angers you. Right. So they're about 20 feet away from me and I can see it happening and I'm in slow-mo. I'm trying to like pull myself through the kids because I know it's about to happen and bop, hits him in the face on field day kid gets a bloody nose and I'm like and what I wanted to tell him when I pulled him aside because it was supposed to be an office referral but I de-escalated it to a lower situation because honestly like that kid had it coming so bad and what I wanted to tell him was you know what buddy I want to punch him in the face every day too right I can't do that because it's not allowed and I would go to jail and someday you're gonna go to jail jail or someday somebody's gonna punch you back and you're a pretty scrawny little fella so (laughs) look out for that but I was just like, all these damn kids ruined my field day. <laughs> I didn't get to play hula hoop tag because they were being jerks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Kids ruin all the fun day. stuff. I love them, though. Field yeah. day. But, yeah, it's all worth it. It's all, it's all worth it, right? So my my all worth it is even though they don't have an audience other than their their classmates and stuff it was really great to set up uh, an outdoor theater and do the lights did i send you some videos or no i meant to Mm-mm. you meant oh, to i'm gonna send you, you some you videos you didn't and okay. it's just there's oh there's this one moment at the end of the this west side story medley that they do that is just so beautiful it's so good mm. yeah it's fantastic so i'm mm. glad that we have something the arts are alive again yeah and it'll be great when it's all put together and filmed and stuff it's just yeah. it's just so anticlimactic oh yeah we're, we're being positive I'm not talking about positive. how anticlimactic yeah, it is be- get out of my cheese its <laughs> y'all this child about to be done so um my all worth it moment is it's the end of the year and everything <coughs> is Bless you. everything is crazy round round school but um our wonderful principal she had a meeting with our our there's a committee at school that works on like positive um reinforcement things for the kids and like ways to for the kids to celebrate every week get out of here get out go three that's three presents two that's two more presents that's a total of five get out so we have this committee at school that is in charge of like of burning your daughter's birthday presents, burning my daughter's birthday presents to the damn ground. Um, have a lot of extra empty boxes wrapped just in case. Yeah, I need to yeah. throw something in the trash. Um, but so she's trying to get their ideas like what worked this year, what didn't work, what would you like to see next year, like just asking the opinions of this committee. And um, the committee was like, well, we kind of like to talk to our team first. And she's like, you know what? 
how about I just schedule a meeting with every grade level team of teachers at the end of the year where they can just sit down and like tell me face to face what they think. And she's like, I just really want to get this info. So mine is that my principal, like for real, genuinely values what we all think. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's the coolest thing because I'm in all these teacher groups on Facebook and everybody is just like complaining about how terrible and out to get you their admin is. And I'm like, man, I'm in the best place. Yeah, nothing's better than a great principal. Oh, it's so good. So I told her, I was like, if you retire, I'm going to have to retire too. And that's, but that's when I can take down the state testing. So that's right. I guess that's fine. But I was like, if you move schools, I'm coming with you. So like wherever so you don't go, move my that far be, or yeah, give me a heads up yeah yeah if you're going out of state if you can give me like a six month heads up get the husband prepared <laughs> that would be good oh lord uh, it's fun yeah. hey it's almost summertime it Woo-hoo. is all right do you have a bs in education are you working at a summer camp oh my goodness if you are working oh, at a summer camp we are looking for a special summer camp correspondent i just made that up and didn't tell miss b about it I didn't, um you didn't yeah. but i like it I like it too. So if you are working at a summer camp, we want to hear from you. We're going to give you a series of questions. We want to give you a space to vent. But also next week or the yeah. week after, because at some point we're going to, we're sw- switching to every other week for the summer. We're going to review our first movie. So this is your warning to uh, watch Never or Been Kissed. Instead of warning, could we call it yeah. an invitation? This is your invitation. <laughs> Thank you for putting that. You better that. watch mm. Never Been Kissed. You better watch it. <laughs> uh, so this is your invitation to watch Never Been Kissed before you listen to our next podcast. But even if you don't watch it, we promise we're going to make it so super entertaining and chocked full of amazing little tidbits. It's available on Hulu. I think it's also an encore right now. If you just oh. Google Where Can I Watch Never Been Kissed, it'll tell you. I feel like it's also you. on TBS every single yeah weekend, it'll probably. it'll tell you when it's coming up next so you can set your dvr if you don't have hulu that's right yeah so we want to hear from you uh bs and education 2020 at gmail.com follow us on instagram hey give us five stars i haven't looked at our reviews in a while Let's i don't know how to look. look at our reviews so oh yeah you know i don't know a real way to look <laughs> i just go look like in the apple store or whatever oh, and find our podcast and anything else i can't i can't figure out i'm sure you Spotify. can I don't know. i'm not good at I podcasts haven't even, i haven't even given us five stars yet so homework assignment yeah, for me <laughs> All right, so I think I said all the stuff. If I'm missing anything, you know, send us an email. I think my dog pooped (laughs) while you were talking. (laughs) Happy summer, everyone. (laughs) This has been Uh, BS BS in Education. Classes ended, time to go. Pick up your crayons off the floor. Classes ended, time to go. I don't want to see your face no more. Thank you for listening to ABS in Education. My tummy hurts.